After a string of murders in Russia, local authorities have to ask the question, are they hunting a man or are they hunting a monster? And then we take a look at a man who believes that women's boobs have gotten bigger over the last 10 years. He's puzzled. He can't figure out why. Is it possible that the combined willpower of all men on Earth is magically enlarging the boobs of women? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun. I actually have a root canal. I actually have a root canal scheduled this week. So I'm getting my episodes done early so I don't have to be trying to do this while my tooth is bleeding. I don't think that's how they do it. I've had tons of root canals. I've never left the dentist's office and they're like, clean up the blood on your way home. They're they're usually pretty good. Speaking of pretty good, no, just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. This guy's great. It's our newest Patreon supporter walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now. Everyone give it up for James Farah. Everyone give a big round of applause. He's walking in, shaking his head. He's like, that's not how you pronounce my name. Well, it's the best. It's the best I got. James, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally get it. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Just tell your friends, tell your family. we got flyers in the show notes you can print out, pass out around town. All of that stuff really, really helps out a lot. Now, James, I'm going to toss you the hair hang glider. We're going to take a nice leisurely cruise all the way from Dead Rabbit Command out to Chelabinsky, Russia. James is shaking his head. He's like, that's not how you pronounce that either. He's like, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm pretty sure you pronounced it wrong. Well, just keep gliding us out to Chel- uh, Chelybinsky, Russia. He's like, dude, I can't I can't go the place if you can't pronounce the place. I'll just point. I'll just keep pointing until we get there. I found this story online, so I want to give a shout out to Rustmanchick228. Did a really good write-up on this, so thank you very much. I had never heard of this story. It's a pretty recent story. So, uh, be scared. This might still be going on. We get to Chelbinsk, Russia. It's May 26, 2011, 5.30 p.m. And at 34 Lennon Avenue, there's a pharmacy called the Classica Pharmacy. It's a chain of pharmacies in Russia. And inside, everyone's just going about their business. The pharmacist is, like, putting drugs in bottles And there's like some mom looking at get well cards. And there's like some kids. (laughs) There's some kids pushing each other into the pill crusher. They're like, ah, Billy, no. But as Billy is being ground up and turned into little pills, what's actually going... (laughs) That's not the true crime story. It's not about... That would be hilarious, though. But no, what happens is a young man enters the Classica Pharmacy. Ding, 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 ding. The little doorbell goes off. And he walks in. And people kind of really aren't paying attention to him, but... They describe him as being a young man with thick glasses. He has pretty thick glasses on. And he's wearing a medical mask. A little black baseball cap. He's holding a black bag as he walks in. Now, nowadays, someone walking around in a medical mask, you wouldn't think anything if they were walking into a pharmacy. But in 2011, that was weird, right? You didn't really see a lot of people wearing medical masks. And he's holding in one hand a black bag. And in the other hand... A gun. So people are like, I don't know what prescriptions he's picking up, but this is not going to end well. And sure enough, it doesn't. He immediately begins 
what they say is he starts throwing out Hollywood movie quotes. He's saying, like, everyone put your hands in the air. Coppers, get down on the ground. Hasta la vista, baby. The police reported it as it sounded like he had watched a bunch of action movies and was kind of emulating them. He begins robbing the people. He wants all the money out of the registers, plus all the jewelry and the money from the people in the store. He's walking around. He's robbing them. During the course of this robbery, ding, ling, 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 two more people walk into the store. And he turns his gun on them. Give me your money. Give me your cash. Life is like a box of chocolates. They're like, what is going on? So he starts robbing these people, too. And then, ding, ling, ling. Vladimir Shin, a 49-year-old man, also walks into this pharmacy. It's 5.30, like, in the evening. This is a busy pharmacy. He walks in, and uh, he sees this guy pointing the gun at him, and he goes, don't move. So Vladimir decides to do the opposite thing and move and run out of the store. (sighs) Vladimir falls to the ground, clutching his wound. (laughs) As he's falling, he's grabbing medicine off the shelf and swallowing it. Oh, this will help me. The robber runs out of the store. Unfortunately, Vladimir dies. He is shot in the chest. He dies. And the police show up, and they're investigating this, and they get a description of the guy and the people there, because he was robbing them. He's there for probably a couple of minutes, right? He's robbing these people. And the description is what I said, baseball cap, medical mask. But they also said he was a hundred... I love love Europeans, because they measure themselves in centimeters, which make them all sound like Lilliputians, right? Makes them all sound like tiny little people. They described him as 180 centimeters tall. I don't ever describe yourself in centimeters. He's 180 centimeters tall. No matter how many, it makes you sound super tiny. Which comes out in real real numbers. He's five foot nine. And they said he was pimply. And the cops are like writing it down. And they're like, no. Like super pimply. And the cops are like, okay, super pimply. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's even more, even more pimply than you're imagining. Super extra duper pimply in the cost. Uh, okay, super duper extra pimply. You have to be pretty pimply if you walk in with a gun and you're shooting people and that's what they remember about you are the pimples. The cops can't figure this out, right? I mean, they just figure it must be a robbery that gone wrong and he shot this poor dude who was just coming in to pick up a prescription. And they had had some other robberies in two neighboring cities, nine to be exact. The guy was running around. And he was robbing these people, but it was two separate cities. And they go, it might be the same thing, but they started testing forensics and kind of looking around and they go, it's not, it's probably not the same guy. Like this, maybe it's a copycat. This guy walks into this Classica pharmacy and robs a bunch of people and kills a man. August 10th, 2011. So just a couple months later, at 45 Lennon Avenue, there's another Classica pharmacy. It's 5.30 p.m. Igor Ustinov is a 30-year-old man, and he drove out to pick his girlfriend up from work. And while he's sitting in this parking lot, he goes, you know what, I need to get some medicine. I need to go just pick up some stuff from the pharmacy. I know, I'll walk to that Classica pharmacy and go check it out. So he walks into the pharmacy, gets his stuff, gets like some Tylenol or whatever, and as he's leaving... He almost bumps into a guy coming into the store, a man wearing a black baseball cap medical mask, holding a black bag, and a shotgun this time. The first time it didn't specify what type of gun, so I didn't want to assume it was a shotgun, but the second one, it specifies that he has a shotgun. He walks in with his shotgun, and 
Igor's about to leave. This guy walks in. They look at each other for a second. And then the man puts the shotgun right up to Igor's stomach and just pulls the trigger. Just shoots Igor completely unprovoked. Igor falls to the ground, clutching his stomach. The dude racks in another shell of the shotgun. Shoots into the pharmacy just randomly and then runs back out. The people in the pharmacy don't know what to make of this. They run, Some of them run out of the store. So they're like, see you later, dude. I'm out. Other people ran to Igor to help him. I mean, it's a stomach wound. And they're trying to help staunch the bleeding. And some of them are just kind of standing around in shock. And 15 seconds go by. And in those 15 seconds, when you had people running out of the store, you had people trying to help him. Once this maniac leaves, you have Igor on the ground clutching his stomach. Everyone in the pharmacy is in a state of shock. And 15 seconds pass. And while that time is passing, while they're huddled around Igor, who's right by the front door, because he was just trying to walk out when this all happened, these 15 seconds pass, no one thinks, oh, that guy might come back. That lunatic who just opened fire might come back. We should lock the door. Because 15 seconds later, that door opens. Ding, ling, ling. And in comes the maniac. Where is he? The man shouts. And he begins walking through the pharmacy with the shotgun. And he goes into the back room of the pharmacy. At this point, people are like, Igor, we're out. Like, we got to get out of here. People are running out of the pharmacy. Some are trying to stay with Igor. Other people are trying to find hiding spaces. This guy is walking around the pharmacy with this shotgun. He's screaming out, where is he? And then after he gets done searching the back rooms, he comes back out, sees Igor on the ground. He checks to see if Igor is still alive. And then realizing that Igor is still breathing, Shoots him multiple times in the head, point blank, with a shotgun. <laughs> What's weird about this is that as he's shooting this dude in the brain, killing Igor, people are cowering in fear. And he's yelling out, It's your fault! It's your fault! People are like, What? It's all your fault. It's your fault, white coats. Just annihilates this dude's dome. Just splatters him all over the pharmacy floor. Multiple shotgun blasts as this dude's lying down. You're all eating SpaghettiOs. You're like, damn it, Jason. You're eating SpaghettiOs at a pharmacy right now. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I sure am hungry. I'm going to listen to this podcast. He totally lays this dude out, right? And he's yelling, it's all your fault. It's all your fault, white coats. And people are like, what the hell? And he runs out again. And at this point, there's a massive manhunt. The police feel really, really... It's like this dude is murdering people randomly in broad daylight. It's making them look like a bunch of chumps. They're trying to find this guy out. And they don't even know what the motive is. This one, there was no robbery. Like, he came in with a black bag. But he didn't rob anyone. He just shot this dude. And people started thinking, is this some sort of, like, assassination? Is this some sort of gangland hit? And he's killing random people leading up for his real target. Is someone actually... Because now you had two Classica pharmacies hit in the same city, on the same street, Lennon Avenue. 
Is this some sort of grief against the owner of the Classica chain? They're checking out all of this stuff. They can't figure it out. And he's never been caught. The Classica killer, or the pharmacy murderer is what they call him. I guess they don't want to have their brand name in it. But the Classica killer has murdered two people at random in these Classica pharmacies in 2011, and he's never been caught. And you go, Jason, that's weird. I mean, like, that's a local crime story, right? A couple of people get killed in a city. And that, that's a, it's, it's sad, right? And you did ruin my SpaghettiO meal, but is that Dead Rabbit Radio worthy? Right? Well, here's the twist on it. Here's what I was thinking when I was reading this, right? So the first version, the first time he showed up at the pharmacy, they said he was covered in pimples. He was so pimply that when he walked around with a shotgun, that's what they remembered. But the second time, a couple months later, so the first attack happened in May. This attack happened in August. This time, when he walks in, he's wearing the black baseball cap. He's wearing the glasses and the medical mask. His skin was no longer pimply. It was yellow. His skin had turned yellow, and his face was very gaunt and thin. And he wasn't wearing gloves. So as he's walking around, he's in the, the store, you know, pretty briefly, as opposed to doing all the robbery, but he's running back and forth looking for people in the back. They could tell his hands were yellow, too. And one of them had this huge abscess on it. Just like this giant open wound on his hand. And they said when they looked at him, they looked him in the eyes, he had quote-unquote terrible eyes. So like big, big bulbous red eyes. Where are they? It's all your fault, white coats. Running out of the place. They didn't actually have the quote of him going. But here's what I was thinking, dude. I go, okay, the cops are looking for a man, a maniac. But what if, let's put on our conspiracy caps here. This is my theory. That this assailant, this murderer, was a normal guy. This guy is slowly turning into some sort of monster. Because, like, the first time, like, the, the what, like I'm assuming, I'm just kind of thinking, like, maybe in Russia he was subjected to some sort of treatment. He, he goes into a classic of pharmacy and he's there to pick up his Viagra. And they're like, well, you know, if you want $500, you can be a guinea pig for this new medicine. And he's like, yeah, sure. Do I still get my Viagra? And they're like, yeah. And so he's like, became some sort of guinea pig, right? And he's like, wakes up one day and he's like, oh, my face. And like, these pimples are just growing out of his skin. He's like, oh, it's like prom night all over again. And then, but he's like, oh, this totally sucks. And then... He, like, wears a baseball cap because he has a giant pimple on the top of his head. It's like a little cone head he has. He has a baseball cap. And then he wears the medical mask to kind of hide more pimples. And then he realizes, you know what? This sucks. Like, the medical establishment has turned me into this monster. I have all these pimples. And if pimples aren't that bad, you can take Clarisol and don't even worry about them and they'll go away. But for him, he couldn't deal with it. So he went and robbed these people. He's like, maybe they have the cure. Maybe the cure is in women's purses. So he goes in the classic pharmacy and he was robbing people. And then he shoots that guy. And then whatever happened to him continued to mutate him into some sort of man beast. So the next time they saw him months later, he was yellow. And like his skin was falling off. And he had terrible eyes. He's like, ah! And he's shooting people. And he's like a monster. So they can't find him now 
because now he's like ripped off, he ripped off all of his clothes and he's running through the wilderness of Russia and his arm is morphed into a sawed-off shotgun and the other hand's just a black bag with an open abscess on it. I don't know. Like, obviously, I have no facts to back that up and there's no way that the Russian authorities would take me seriously. But there has, I think he did have, he was going after the classic of pharmacies and I think he was probably dying and or mutating into some sort of man-beast. Because it would take a... I would assume your health isn't that good if you have pimples in May and you're yellow in August and you have giant abscesses on your hand. I, I would assume you're not in the best of health. So what if they did do some sort of mutation experiment on him and now he's getting back out of the world? And it's possible that he, after he murdered the second guy, he, he found a cure. He's just like, oh, this is where I left the cure home. And he stopped murdering people or... The Russian authorities may say, well, we never found him. It's an unsolved case, but maybe they did get him. And he's like locked in some laboratory right now. He's strapped down. He's like, it's all your fault. White coats is there injecting him with more medicine. They're like, let's see if we can make him blue. Science has proved that we can make him yellow. Let's try to make him blue. I will say this, though. The first I read this article a couple times. The first time when it said he had terrible eyes at the ending, I figured like his eyes were like bulging out of his head and they're like bleeding. And the second time I read it, I go, well, maybe they're not like bulging out. Maybe they're just like yellowed eyes too. And then when I read it the third time, I thought, well, maybe it's just because he had thick glasses. Maybe the term terrible eyes doesn't necessarily mean monster eyes. Because in the first time they mentioned how thick his glasses were and the second story, and they said, well, he had terrible eyes. It could have just meant, yeah, officer, he had really thick glasses, but still doesn't explain turning yellow and having the abscess, he probably was melting or dying of something. It's all your fault, white coats. You know, I, Igor was not a doctor. Igor was like an engineer or something like that. Neither of the two people were doctors, but it would make sense if the medical community was experimenting on this guy, that he would take it out on the pharmacy. So will they ever catch this guy? He might be a puddle of yellow ooze in the sewer long ago, just decayed into a bubbling mass of protein. Still sentient, crawling through, eating rats. He could be sitting in a government laboratory. It's most likely that he's just a maniac, just a normal person, but who knows? Creepy story, right? No one likes getting shot in the stomach when they go to a pharmacy. I don't think that's anyone's fetish. James, James is all blushing. He's like, that's my fetish. James Farah, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind Russia. We are headed all the way out to... A strip club. I think the idea, I've talked about this all the time on the show. To me, the scariest thing is the turning into something I don't want to turn into. It's like if someone injected me with something and it started turning me yellow. That would suck, dude. Like, I know there's that stuff. There's that stuff called DNP. Have you guys ever heard of that? It's something that fitness people use. But even fitness, it's like. You take it, it's really popular on like the fitness boards and stuff like that. It's like a super underground illegal diet supplement. I think I've mentioned it before on the show, but you take it and it turns the heat up in your body. It's actually like jet fuel cleaner or something like that. It's some it has some industrial use. It's like it's like used to scrape the pain off of stealth fighters or something like that. I don't remember, but DMP, if a human takes it and they are very, very clear this is not for human consumption. What it does is it raises your internal body temperature so it burns off fat incredibly quickly. And it's so 
toxic. Like when you take it, like you can't drink on it because you'll just die. There's a lot of stuff. If you do too much of it, you die. If you do it with like anything else, if you basically do it and do anything but sit in a chair, you're going to overheat and die. And you'll see, they don't talk about it as much anymore. I think you get banned for talking about it on the fitness sports nowadays. But DMP, I used to see it a lot. And it's like this yellow substance and it stains. It like will stain your skin. You have to be very, very careful about it. Now, I remember reading one story. This guy said, this is horrible. This guy said that he was taking DMP and you just lose weight. It just burns your weight off, right? You're just, your, your metabolism is so high and you just heat up. He said, yeah, I was taking DMP. I don't know if this is an urban legend or not, but this guy said this was real. He posted this. He goes, I was on DMP and, you know, it stains everything. And this is going to get not family friendly for a moment. I was having sex with this girl that I just picked up from a bar. And when I was done, like, well, before I was done, I pulled out and I ejaculated all over her. It was yellow. It was like it, it, he was so infused with DMP. His semen was yellow and she started freaking out and she, he he ejaculated all over her chest and her stomach and he left. He ran out and him and the other people on the board were like, dude, she will be yellow. She will be yellow forever. Like you won't be she it'll be a, like years before she's able to get out this huge yellow stain on her skin. Super, super toxic. And this is not, this is not an endorsement of this. But yeah, turning yellow, it's possible. If you do DMP, don't do it. If you have a Burt fetish, which one's the yellow one, Burt? Anyways, yeah, turning into stuff against your will is super spooky. So that's what scares me about that story. Also, you know, <laughs> also getting shot randomly is pretty terrifying too. Before the break, before I went on break, we did a live Patreon live stream episode, which they get to hear the episodes first and they get to hear them as I'm recording them. And I was having a discussion with a longtime supporter of the show, uh, Cantillions. And we were kind of just talking. We were all talking to the group, but Cantillions brought this up. And he brought up an interesting thing. He goes, you know, when we talk about tulpas, when we talk about law of attraction, that's where you believe that you already have the success and the material things you want. And then they come to you because the universe bends to your will. It's not the other way. He goes, how does that fit into the world of the, or the many worlds of the multiverse? Imagine if you're using the law of attraction and it's not working for you. Is it possible there is a alternate version of Jason that is getting all that you wish for? Very, very fascinating question. How would something like the law of attraction work in a multiverse? And very, yeah, the interesting thing about law of attraction, I always say is, Law of attraction will work for people who don't even know they're using the law of attraction. And that's always a question, like, how are some people successful without using the law of attraction? Like, luckily, people are successful a lot of times just through hard work and grit, but some people just seem to be lucky. And is it possible that someone, them, in an alternate universe is doing the law of attraction and it's bleeding over? That's one of those questions I don't really have an answer for, and it's something that I don't think anyone has an answer for, but it's an interesting question nonetheless. Because when we talk about law of attraction, we talk about tulpas, what we're talking about is bending the universe to our will. Tulpa, you're actually creating a construct out of nothingness. You're using your own mental power to create another being, another living creature. It may be a voice in your head. It may be someone walking around your room. It may be a, an armless and legless cartoon character like we covered on a past episode screaming in your bedroom. But interesting question nonetheless. And 
I was looking at the X-Board the other day. Like I said yesterday, the X-Board has been putting out some pretty cool stuff recently. This one, I don't know. I don't know if this classifies as cool, but it was definitely unique. Very unique conspiracy theory. We're sitting in the strip club. We're sitting at a Centerfolds in Sacramento. Paying $5 for a soda. Just hanging out. And as we're sitting back, watching these performers on stage... I turn to you and I say, <laughs> I say I didn't make this up. I didn't make this up. I'm reading this. Someone else said this, but quote, guys, have you noticed that nowadays girls have much bigger breasts than 10 years ago? And when I read that online, I thought, now, whatever, whatever comes after this statement is bound to be interesting. There's this guy online who has this theory. He says, back in 2010, boobs were flatter. In fact, a D cup was considered a big boob. It wasn't considered the average. You'd say maybe B or C was the average. But nowadays, he says nowadays, D cup is would be considered average size. And he says, quote, for example, and he shows a picture of an Instagram model named Coral Sharon. I don't know who she is. Coral Sharon in 2018 on the left. And here's a picture of her in 2021. Why are her boobs bigger? Now, this woman is an Instagram model. She's a professional model. who is a, She's a bit of a mystery in and of herself. She's a professional model. I did go to Instagram to, to do some additional research. She's a model, but her account is private, and she's only posted 34 pictures. That's weird for a model, right? But anyways, I don't know. 2018, here's a picture of her, and then 2021. And the links are in the show notes as well, guys, if you want to do your own research. Why is the boobs bigger? Now, obviously, a rational person, that's the end of the question, right? A rational person would turn to this guy and go, boob job, right? Boob job, boob lift, right? You don't necessarily have to have more put in there. You don't even have to go that extreme, right? Padding, push-up bras, everything like that, right? Bras are the, just such an illusion, right? Whenever you take a girl home, you're like, oh, that's that, that's not what I expected, Everything changes when they're removed from the bras and the push, but whatever, at that point, you don't care. But you would say that. If someone goes, here's a picture of her in 2018, I would say, well, it's probably she's wearing a different bra, or if not that, she's a professional model. She probably has gotten a tuck and a lift, and uh, or she's got, gone up a size. His ideas are this. He has four possible options. Spoiler alert, none of them are boob job or padded bra. Number one. More chemicals in the food. This is a really common thing. Estrogen in the water supply is causing girls' boobs to get bigger. And there is, I can't say that the science is conclusive on this stuff, but I've seen this stuff in the mainstream corporate media, right? Estrogen in the water. Hormones in the milk, growth hormones in the cow being put into the milk and the milk going into the kids is causing weight gain in general and early development for young women as well from the hormones. But at this point, uh, Coral Shannon, I don't know how old she is. I'm assuming she's probably in her mid to early 20s. I don't know how much milk you could drink at this point to change anything, but is it possible that that's why? And he's using her as an example. He does post several pictures of women saying, here's a picture of the same girl 10 years ago. Look how big her boobs have gotten. The second one was law of attraction. And I think what he means by this is the woman herself actually wishing that her boobs get bigger and calling upon the powers of the universe for bigger boobs and spending the time and the mental effort and existing mentally in a world where her boobs are already bigger 
and then the universe rewards her with what she already believes. That's possible, again, like the estrogen hormone argument. It's possible, again, though, it's much easier to drop $3,000 and get a boob job than to just go through this. And if you're a professional model, just like you're a professional anything, you're going to keep upping your game to stay in the industry. But anyways, law of attraction. Are women mentally making their boobs bigger? Then he has the most interesting one, and the one that piqued my interest, and the one that made me want to do this segment. What if the collective willpower of humanity, of men in particular, are making women's boobs get bigger? It's not the women themselves using the law of attraction, but it's all of the men. Because he says what we're seeing is we're seeing normal women. (laughs) He only has Instagram models, by the way. He's not posting pictures of Jackie down at the store, which is fine. I don't want to see that. He's been stalking her for 10 years, but... He's using Instagram models, but his idea is we're now seeing normal women, everyday women, have boobs the size of porn stars. And and maybe it's because so many people are watching porn and they're focusing on the boobs that they've created this rift in reality so imagine if you if you put on a vr headset and oh, don't do this by the way i can't imagine anything worse for your mind body or soul but imagine if you put on a vr headset and watch nothing but porn for let's say uh, like a week right you're trying to eat you're trying to eat you can't find your mouth you're finding other holes um but you're watching porn on this vr headset for a week and then you take them off your reality would be completely distorted right and i don't think anyone would want to be around you you take them off you're in a jail cell you're like ah that's what i expected i don't know what happened in the past week i'm sure i did something awful but you take off the vr headset and you have now warped reality so much that the women you interact with, their boobs are bigger too. And that's an extreme example, right? That's like if one person lived in reality where all the girls had big boobs, would he... (sighs) This is so ridiculous. It's like one of those topics. I had an easier time talking about furries being reincarnated werewolves yesterday. You take off the headset and you've now created a new reality. But it's not even that. That'd be for one man. But imagine every man wants bigger boobs. Every man. That's not true. But let's just say like 80% of mankind wants bigger boobs. And they're thinking about bigger boobs. And they mentally demand bigger boobs. And it's warping reality. It's like a global level spell. And that's what's making women's boobs increase. And the interesting thing about the law of attraction, it's not, I want to be the number one podcaster. I'm going to think about being the number one podcaster all the time. And then one day I wake up and my stats are, I have a million downloads a day. Right? The law of attraction can work that way. But how the law of attraction really works is I want to be the number one podcaster. I want to be the number one podcaster. And I'm putting that out into the universe. And what happens is the universe puts things in motion, which allows that to happen. They get someone to watch the show and that person is an influencer and they start tweeting it. And then other influencers start doing it. And then you guys actually do go out and tell your friends and family about it. And I'm putting out my goal, but the mechanism to get to that goal could be very, very complicated. We could all as a collective group want bigger boobs. And it doesn't mean that a woman's going to wake up the next day and be like, what happened to these bazooka? What happened? I got bazoongas now. It's that the universe starts to make breast implants cheaper so more women can afford them. Or 
um, insurance, medical insurance starts paying for them or something like that. It doesn't have to be a magical bridge to that result. Does that does that make sense? They don't have to magically grow. Through the law of attraction, you could want something so much that then you want a great car. It doesn't mean one day you're going to walk outside. There's going to be a 2022 Ford Mustang convertible sitting in your front yard. By putting that in, a chain of events has started that you will get that. Maybe you'll get a better paying job or you can afford that car. Maybe a friend of yours will buy two of them and want to give you one. Who knows? But that's how the law of attraction works. So it wouldn't necessarily be that the boobs were growing. It still may require through this shape shifting of reality that it makes it cheaper or more women are willing to have their skin cut open and have silicone pushed inside. It doesn't sound pleasant at all. Boob jobs don't sound pleasant at all. What's interesting about this, though, is that he, we, there is a little bit of, proof is a big word. Proof is a big word, right? I am, when I was reading this, I thought there has been a huge shift. When I was growing up, no one had big butts. No one had big butts in the 80s. No one really had big butts in the 90s either. And now big butts are all the rage. Models got to have big butts. Dancers and singers, they got to have the big butts, right? Female, right? We're not worried about Michael Jackson's buttocks. But as far as like that has become a thing. And again, is that because there's been a shift in the culture and women are more proud about showing off their curves and they're not trying to give those workout tapes by Fonda? Or is it that the collective willpower of humanity has reshaped woman's buttocks? It's on the face of it. It's so goofy and such a ridiculous statement and it can be answered very easily. Women are getting boob jobs. That's why boobs are big. If they're bigger at all, like there's no studies. He doesn't provide any study. He's just showing photographs, whether they're bigger at all. And on the face of it, it's just kind of an open shut case. It is an interesting question when we talk about, because we talk about people heightening the consciousness and having these group meditations and bringing about the age of Aquarius. Why can't we also do that for big boobs? I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying that we have to. But if we can raise the consciousness of the planet and we're able to ascend and make the green dot red or however you want to describe it, couldn't you also reshape humans? I love because I love this conspiracy theory. He kind of ends it with this line, quote, I think I've discovered a conspiracy that everyone accepts for obvious reasons, unquote. And if this conspiracy theory is true or this phenomenon is true, it is something that people would be like, "Okay, are you complaining? Are you complaining about this? So if if it is possible that this is going on, that, that we've reshaped reality to have big boobs no one would really complain about that. So for the women with back pains, I had a friend who had like, I don't know, F's or G's or something like huge. And she had to get them reduced. Her back hurt all the time. Like it doesn't seem like it's a pleasant thing. But just an interesting conspiracy theory. And it brings in all sorts of stuff. He also says that it could also be the work of the devil. Like the evil beings are making boobs bigger. But I, I don't know about that. I guess when you combine pornography and the demonic influences in pornography, I can see where he's getting to that. I think boobs in them of themselves are just, um, you know, they do serve a function, obviously. And they're nice to look at. I don't think they're demonic. I don't think that the fact that women have bigger boobs is the ultimate plan of Satan. He's like, ah, yes, now let the battle of Armageddon begin. But yeah, it's just like, a, you could say a porn sick society, right? With like these demons coming out of this 
um, stuff and, and influence. But I, that's, again, that's a weird end result. I, I like this idea that the collective power of mankind influencing the bodies of women. And then you would also start to wonder about the opposite, right? That if this power gets out, if, if the truth gets out, couldn't women and gay dudes too be into like uh, big penises? And then they start imagining that all the time, which they do actually. But you know what I mean? Like you could do the reverse. Like what if we need to just, we do need to have a, we do need to have a global conversation where we meditate on how like hot we want the other people to look. And then it's like this thing. And then we're constantly evolving to be even more like buff and sexy and curvy and and like over in a short period of time, right? 10 years, we could actually reshape human society. So men are like six foot five and they got beautiful heads of hair, giant genitalia, tight muscles. Ah, and then women are just like these curvy Robert Crumb type drawings, just big butts and little biker shorts and just super curvy. And actually now, that now I see that now that does almost sound demonic, right? Like we're reshaping the natural order, what the universe has given to us, these frail yet amazing bodies. We're turning them into pure sculptures of sex and wanton lust. We're actually like mentally distorting each other. Giant boobs and firm nipples and massive penises and tight buttocks. Giant eyelashes. Yeah, it sounds absolutely it sounds absolutely terrifying if you think about that. We'd become a culture so obsessed with body image that it would be unrecognizable to something just even ten years ago. We would be these ultra sexualized beings whose only goal in life was to have sex and then the rest of the time simply meditating on how much you wanted to firm up or enlarge the opposite sex. That does sound demonic. That sounds like that would we would be going down such a dark path. No science, no art, just sex, gross sex, gross sex with giant bodies all the time. And if you could reform bodies at will through the collective power, would you ever truly be happy with your own body? It would be like an arms race. You would always be thinking, well, I'm six foot five, but I started noticing my neighbors were six foot seven. Uh, you're sitting at home, you're hallucinating, trying to make yourself taller. I don't know. It's creepy. It does sound demonic now to think about it. If this power got out of control, it wouldn't be about making sexy girls on Instagram even sexier. We're talking about the possible destruction of the human body. And when we are lust-filled zombies, soulless creatures looking for the next hole to slide into, we've given up everything that makes us human to become sex toys. Maybe that is when the Dark Lord would show up. I believe a human is at their weakest. When they're horny. That is when their spirit is the most fragile. So even though I dismiss the devil argument. 
if this conspiracy is true, maybe he is behind it. Maybe we should be careful what we wish for. You know the old saying, the path to hell is paved with big, firm boobs. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Bye.